Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You went, to, you went to the same high school as Chris Hemsworth. I did. If yes. we were to go back and, what's the name of the high school? Heathmont College. Heathmont College, which is not a high school, it's a college. Well, no, that's, it's, it's a high school. It's like, uh, yeah, when you're But why is it teams. called a college? I don't know, that's what we do in Australia. It's Fair. to like make it sound more fancy. Is there like a Hall of Fame? Is Chris Hemsworth in that? He would be in it. Right? Is, I would not brother, be. I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah. And then are you, I would are not you be in others receiving fame. votes maybe? Can we get like a little, like yeah, a little postage stamp uh, size picture of I'm you? Jarek McKinnon. I'm friends with Chris. Yeah. And, but, well, I'm I've, I've met him twice. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour and a happy Friday to you. I'm Connor Rogers, joined by Matthew Berry and Heathmont College, a.k.a. Heathmont High School's own, the famous Jay Crowder. That's right. I love that you claim you're friends with uh, Chris Hemsworth and then immediately pivot to that you've met him twice. It's not a friend. You can't claim when that. I, when, the way I meet people? <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, absolutely. You make no, that kind of impact. No, no, I want to be clear here. Uh, yes, I, Chris Hemsworth is my friend. Okay. Chris Hemsworth, now... Am I Chris Plus Hemsworth? That's no. a better question. No. Like, if Chris Hemsworth were here and you said, hey, are you friends with Matthew Berry? His response would be, who? Yes. Right. Yes. But I'm just, you know, yes. like, but yes. You know, Friendship is a, it's a versatile thing. Friendship. It's a very versatile thing. It's a very, it's a very um, loosey-goosey word. It's a, yes. you know. Very fluid. So, very, very fluid. I mean, listen, I've met you guys a lot more, but I just, just be clear. Yeah, like, you know, if, uh, if all three of you are on fire and I only had one bucket of water, yeah. I just, I, I got Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Hemsworth yeah, yeah I can tell you to do the same thing. I mean, thing. just a thousand That's percent. Fine. American like, hates Chris Hemsworth. Uh, no, um, but, but by the way, by the way, you sit here and we, Jay, uh, Connor, you weren't here yesterday and you're like, oh, wow, we get joking about, you know, Jay Croucher being in the Hall of Fame. Of uh, whatever school that was, Heathmont High huh? College. Heathmont College. Yeah. You guys keep calling yeah, it high. Heathmont college. It's college, even but, though it's a high school. But he actually is in the Hall of Fame, right? If you believe everything you read on the internet, which we do. Check this out. Look at this. <laughs> Hunter Ryberg says, "Let it be known." Tweets at uh, at Croucher JD. That's Jay's Twitter handle. Let it be known that I have made you an honorable alumni of Heathmont College. So he went to the Wikipedia. Who knew we, Heathmont College had a Wikipedia page? Yeah, that was plus 500 right, in right, itself. Yes, right, exactly. Big cashing in. And, uh, um, some and pretty then, notable uh, names. Yes. Chris Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth, Danny Alsop, the striker of Melbourne Victory. He could play, Connor. Let me tell you, Danny Alsop could play. Sure. So uh, not a bad Jay Croucher. to be part of. And then Jay Croucher gets yeah. in there. Yeah, very again, much the end of the list. Again, you know, very loosey-goosey guidelines there on the Wikipedia. <laughs> like but, Twitter verification know, like, now. Like Twitter verification. Yeah, unfortunately, my name's in red. You click on it, right, nothing yeah. happens, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But we need a source. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> listen, source. listen. Your Hall of Fame uh, for your high school 
and I'm best friends with Chris Hemsworth. Yes, exactly right. BFFs. <laughs> and I'm just here to have a good time. <laughs> That's right. That's Not all that matters. Time, but you here yeah. are for a good time. Uh, at least 55 minutes. Before we get into it, one last thing, Connor. I just want to take one moment yeah. to, uh, to acknowledge uh, it is Veterans Day. And just say, I know I speak for everyone here in the cast and crew of the Happy Hour, saying thank you to our service men and women, past, present, and future, and their families. I always think that the families never get mentioned, and it's like their sacrifices to allow the service men and women to serve our country, to protect our freedoms. Like a mention on a streaming internet fantasy football show, or a tweet, or my love hate column this week is about veterans. Like none of that is adequate enough to truly thank the sacrifices that veterans have made for our country. But I think it's important to acknowledge. And so I know I speak for everyone here Absolutely. in the show yep. where we say, Happy Veterans Day. Thank you for your service. Thank you for allowing us uh, the freedom to wear makeup on the Internet and talk about fake football. That's, That's exactly football. right. And make fun of Jay's college, high school. Right. So yeah, exactly. Middle school. High school college, yeah. Whatever it is. We whatever don't know. it is. We don't know. So, All right. I, I think we have delayed talking about this crappy game. <laughs> I, well, I've tried to put it off as long as possible. I was going with NFC the bit. We have to. We have to address we are it. Factually, we are we are contractually obligated to talk about this crappy game last Thursday night. night football. The Panthers defeat Jays Falcons. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're done with that. Yeah. Twenty-five to fifteen. Not a ton here, fellas, but one <laughs> one very very notable performance. Deontay Foreman. That train continues to roll, Barry. I remember when CMC got traded. You said Foreman's the guy. 31 rush attempts, 130 rushing yards, a touchdown, 19 fantasy yeah. points. Where are all you Chuba Hubbard fans out there? All those stands were like, oh, he's going to be the PPR back, and blah, blah, it's going to be a committee. Steve Wilkes did say it's a committee, but I was very Doesn't clear. Look like one. He's the better running back. Deontay Foreman is the better running back. I will admit, I did not think he was going to be able to have over 100 rushing yards in three of the last four games the way he has. I didn't think he'd have 248 yards and four touchdowns against the pathetic Atlanta Falcons. Um... But I did think he was the better running back. I did think this was a guy who was really productive filling in for Eric Henry last year. I thought he was much better than Chuba Hubbard. He was my, like, this is who you're going with. He made the love list this week as well, uh, and he cashed in. By the way, Panthers won. They're hot now. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're like, very live in the NFC South, let me tell you. Just, uh, you just have to Interdivisional win? Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, interdivisional win. Like, what? Good for the Carolina Panthers, especially after the beatdown they got last week against the, you know, to turn around on a short week and to come out and beat a divisional rival, the first place Falcons, whatever they are. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, you know what, good for Carolina. Keep pounding. Yep. There's not many running backs who have a ceiling to be able to get 31 carries in a game, which Deontay Foreman did. And uh, I think as well, the fact that P.J. Walker was didn't really throw the ball at all. They're going to be a running offense going forward. And yeah, they might be playing relevant games a month from now. Not throwing the ball. Bad news for DJ Moore. I feel like we say bad news for DJ Moore almost every week on this show. Six targets, only four catches, under 30 yards, no touchdowns, no surprise there. Yeah. It just the, – the, the, the PJ to DJ thing is – It's yeah. dead. Yeah. Burn the your shirt's t-shirts. sold, though. Yes. Yeah. Sold. Burn your T-shirts. So. We can turn them back. No return – no, by the way, no um, – no take backs, no cash back, no sorry, all sales well, are final. What kills me is, as we can say what I tweeted last night, that I'll go to my grave thinking the Panthers would have won the NFC South if DJ Moore hadn't taken his helmet off. I really think that would be extremely live, although to be fair, Pinero probably would have missed the PAT anyway, anyway because yes. he was I mean, completely in his own head. But at the same time, I mean, they'd be right there for the division. We talked about it so at 20 to 1. But, so frustrating. Uh, Meanwhile, frustrating by the way, division. like Jalen Ramsey did the exact same thing like last week where he pulled his, he made the big stop um, and pulled his helmet off. 
and no penalty. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. Like, how is the Lambo leap not a 15-yard penalty every time? Like, it's a preconceived celebration. Like, I just don't get it. Just let them celebrate. Who cares? Let, let, or never let them celebrate, but just call consistently. That's yeah, right. the issue with the National Football League is the inconsistency of the calls. Um, inconsistency is something that also happened with this Panthers offense last night. I, um, I thought P.J. – I literally yesterday, Connor, I took the over on like .5 touchdown passes for P.J. Walker. That was the line, .5. And the juice was minus 225. I'm like, but come on. Yeah. Falcons have given multiple He's touchdown do passes it. in every single game. You know, he threw a couple against them last time. Like, whatever. It's minus 225. It's a lot of juice. But whatever. It's free money. Just do it. Take the over on .5 touchdown passes for P.J. Walker. But no. <laughs> he missed it by .5 of a yard. Exactly. <laughs> and LaVisca. Like, yeah. seriously, P.J., let him get two, <laughs> two steps and then you hit him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, like, instead of doing that swing-out pass, just do the little the, yes. the BS bubble thing that they count as a <laughs> – Aaron uh, Rodgers. Yeah, the Aaron Rodgers, the Mahomes. Like, the, just yeah. the little chess pass, you know. But yesterday was very frustrating That was a to tough me. one. Yeah. Last night, very frustrating. Very frustrating. It's a bad game of football. DJ Moore, as you mentioned, bad game for him. I just think the game script just got away from him. The Panthers are not going to be able to nurse a two-score lead. In bad weather. Games, in bad weather as well. So yeah. I think you're fine with DJ Moore. It's a low-end wide receiver two the rest of the way. Yeah, or wide receiver three. I mean, again, still, on the season, he has a 28% target share. Yeah. I mean, he's too talented. That's just too much volume. Bad day at the office on a short week. We, we always hate these Thursday night games. Weird that, the, you know, for the first time in a long time, the Falcons actually stopped somebody defensively. The weather and, weather and P.J. Walker's inconsistency had something to do with that. We'll see if Walker is the starting quarterback next week. Um, I sort of think, weirdly, for D.J. Moore, even after this game, I still think you want, if you, you have D.J. Moore, I think you want Walker over Baker Mayfield. Sure. You know, just based on the earlier season. But either way, I agree with you. I'm not taking too much out of it was a disappointing game obviously but um you know i think he's still like you know i I would probably more high upside wide receiver three because he's got that ability but yeah he's you know he's in that mix and we'll see where that quarterback situation goes sam darnold maybe playing at some point you just oh god nothing to be excited about Uh, (laughs) sam darnold's music yes (laughs) the background (laughs) behind the ball the glass shatters sam yeah (laughs) Yeah, uh, a team yeah, that does not good. have to worry about celebration penalties, guys, last night. The Falcons' offense, they didn't really have many chances to do so. Cordero Patterson, only five rushes, six touches for Cordero Patterson. Yeah. Obviously a huge disappointment for him and this entire offense as a whole. And me. Why, like, <laughs> stop Mainly with Cordero Patterson. Can we talk about me for a second? I had Cordero, we never do that. Hey, I had Cordero Patterson on the love list. Okay, I had Cordero Patterson on the love list, and I took the over on uh, 54, no, 53 and a half rushing yards yesterday on our on our BetMGM uh, best bets. Which climbed? Um, which, yeah, I beat the opening pro- I beat the closing price. Yes. That's all that we matters. Were, as I was consoling you about on the, on the call before the show, it only matters if you beat the closing price, because that's going to be more predictive yeah. going forward. Who cares so about making money? It's not, yeah, the closing price doesn't put a blanket on you as Cordero Patterson goes, Cordero Patterson goes for 18 rushing yards and doesn't <laughs> sniff the over, but at the same time, it was a good bet. Zero touches in the fourth quarter, right? He played only two snaps. It's his fewest rush attempts and yards in a game this season. What happened to establishing it, Arthur Smith? Yeah. What happened to establishing it? I know you were down, but you don't care about that. Yeah. Carolina Panthers rushing defense waxes and wanes between worst in NFL history to best in the league each week. I don't know what the hell happened against Cincinnati because that was just a fluke occurrence. If they'd been a decent rushing defense yeah. all season until that point, I think, and this is completely unfounded, but I think the whole team must have been sick or something because that is just like, that's ridiculous to be that bad and then this good. Something must have been wrong. After, 
after just three days. And here, I mean, and I don't like. I started Patterson in a couple of leagues, so super annoying. Like, just like you'd at least think he had, he'd get the volume. I know he played limited snaps, but he's been getting. He has every game that he's been active. He's been the leading rusher in terms of at least attempts and in terms of usage. And he wasn't last night. So you're like, I mean, I guess maybe on a maybe you think maybe it's because uh, short week. And maybe, you know, his first game back coming with the injury and the yeah. short, you know, and the usage he had last week. But still, like, you didn't expect that. No. Uh, certainly in a, you know, a matchup against against Carolina here. By the way, three different leagues. I mean, like, you know, I'm like in 15, 16 leagues. So, you know, it's a lot. But three different leagues. Three different leagues, including the stupid show league. Yeah, I, which is it's the, a great show league. I hate yeah, it. That's my, so it's my favorite league. I yeah, hate our show league. Well. I hate our show it's league with a fiery passion. Right. So three different three different leagues. People started Drake London against me. Like, what the f are you doing, right? Why are you starting Drake London? He's been awful. He shouldn't have been rostered in he's leagues. Back. He's been he's been fantasy desolate for so long. Like, you know. So really, you're starting Drake London. Man, okay, well that's. A f- and now of course, like Drake London for the first time since like week three shows up. Yeah. Scores a touchdown against me. From Marcus Mariota, which seemed impossible. After this entire game. Yes. Now, like, it's the right. First, first touchdown since week three. Honestly, I think the big takeaway from this game, from Atlanta's perspective, is that Marcus Mariota was horrific. That was a comically bad performance yeah. from Mariota. It was uncomfortable to watch how bad he was, and I think that he was that Marcus Mariota like. Well, but he'd been like a top ten fantasy quarterback with the rushing, yeah. with the rushing. Yeah, I but I think that you feel better as a Kyle Pitts, as a Drake London manager after how bad Mariota was, because it opens the door to Desmond Ritter sure. potentially in a few weeks, in a couple weeks. I would just do it next should week. Should be now? Yeah. Yes. Should have done it last Should have night. been three weeks ago? Yeah. And so who knows what Desmond Ritter is, but he's different than Marcus Mariota, and something different is all you want if you have Kyle Pitts or Drake London on your team, notwithstanding what London did last night. I, you know, there's so little to take away from this game. You know, you talk about Tyler Algier. We should move on. But here we are. We should really move on. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's Brian Rubin. Brian Rubin making us talk about this game. Be Rubes. Like, you know, it, what kills me is that it's the Falcons' next three games, Bears, Commanders, Steelers. So they're probably going to be in all these games. Marcus Mariota will probably live. Still be and playing. that's the killer. Uh, I, one of the... It's awful. <laughs> I, but in a deep league, I don't mind... Um, I mean, they've already played, so it's probably locked. But I don't mind a speculative flyer on Desmond Ritter sure. um, uh, next Stop week. When he gets super to flex that. league. Yeah, deep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two quarterback league, super flex league. Um, there we go. There's nothing from this game that I can take away and say, like, oh, this is, you know what I mean? Like, Deontay Foreman, he's the one. Well, no, well, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. I, I was thinking more from the Falcons' side. Like, Kyle Pitts bad once again. My takeaway is Kyle Pitts will be better with anyone else at quarterback. Yep. Mario is not even throwing in the stratosphere no. of Kyle well, Pitts. No, they're That's my only Falcons' takeaway. They're using the block. Like, it's so yeah. insane. Like, Atlanta, like, you used a top eight overall draft pick on Drake London. And last year... You made Kyle Pitts the highest tight end drafted in NFL history. You drafted him in top five overall. He was the number four overall pick two years ago. And you're running Tyler Algier. Yeah. Yeah, Caleb Tyler Huntley, Algier offense. And converted wide receiver Cordero Patterson. Like, yeah. Arthur Blank, will you give me ten minutes to talk to Arthur Smith? Just me and him in a room? That's all I'm asking. Please. I'll make a donation to the Arthur Blank Foundation. I'm just, I just, I, <laughs> Arthur Smith, I have, I have thoughts and Arthur Smith needs to hear them. That's what I'm saying. I have thoughts and Arthur Smith needs to hear them. Oh boy. And with that, <laughs> what are world headlines? What do, I mean, like, what do you do with Kyle Pitt? Like, I don't, I don't think you're dropping him, but you're I, not I, I will, him. you're not, I can't imagine starting him. He's now had, no. you know, he's had 
two or fewer receptions. Two or fewer in five of nine, five of nine games. He's had under 30 reception receiving yards in five of seven. Um, I'm sorry, in seven of nine. Kyle Pitts under 30 receiving yards in seven of nine games. Like, he's a touchdown-dependent tight end, and he's got one touchdown in the season. I'm still starting Kyle Pitts. He got eight targets last night. At some point, someone will throw him the ball, I believe. He's going to have a moment, and if he's on the bench in that moment for I you, know, you can't but like how, I, how many times do we got to keep waiting? Like, we know the talent. Yeah. And you're right. You know, he led the team in targets last night with, the, with eight, but, like, I mean, it just, it's just, it's killing it. I mean, like, I, I have him in our dumb show league. That's one of the reasons why that team's terrible. <laughs> okay. It's because Kyle freaking Pitts. It's a 14 team. Pitts. I'm a 14, well, 14 team league. Yeah. My third round pick was Kyle Pitts. So bad pick there. I it's a two this. quarterback league. Everybody Dak knew Pre- who you wanted. Dak Prescott. During the draft. Oh, yeah. Stupid Alexa <laughs> takes Jalen Hurts from me. One pick before I'm supposed to go. Again, Lamar Jackson, didn't you? I got Lamar Jackson, but that ain't Jalen Hurts. Like it just it's it's screwed up the karma of my team. I I had a whole plan because I thought my producer was going to support me. We should just show the stand. We should open the show. It's the standings. No, yeah, we'll yeah, no, do not yeah. show the standings. The standings look bad for me. I, like I'm just I'm asked and answered. I'm just telling you, I'm not good in that league. I, I hate that team. I hate the league. I hate everything about it. You have no idea. Rogers, Jay Crouch, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to be here. High school yeah. Hall of Famer. I didn't even know you were in the league until like two weeks ago. Literally, I'm surprised. That- He's that open. I thought yeah. you just found out yesterday. It's ridiculous. I, by the way, I'm also like whatever. Drake London scores a touchdown, but I'm still like, you know, he still had seven straight games. We got to stop talking yards. about the game. We really got to stop. Yeah, we right, we right. really do. And with that, we Roto are going to move on uh, to Roto World headlines, <laughs> starting with Terrence uh, Marshall did cover though. At did. least that one. That one, <laughs> there you go. one, one catch, but whatever. It's still the big one. The, yeah. He hit the over. We no did over. give that prop out. That one at least hit. It did. There was one. If there was one positive of last night. Deontay Foreman, we, who was on the love list, and uh, the Terrace Marshall prop that hit. Ugh. All right. All right. World headlines. Starting with our headlines here, the Raiders placed Darren Waller uh, and Hunter Renfro both on IR. Waller's been dealing with his hamstring for quite a bit. Renfro dealing with a bleak. Barry, when you look at this offense, we know you're going to start Devontae Adams. We know you're going to start Josh Jacobs. But is there anybody else now that's playable as those two head to the IR? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think first off, just we talk about the, the wasteland that is tight end. I think Foster Moreau becomes interesting. 19 targets in the three games that Waller's missed. He's had at least three catches in four of five games so far this season. Colts aren't necessarily great against uh, opposing tight ends. You know, I think the middle of the field is a place where you can attack Indianapolis. So I think he's a viable tight end two type stream right? tight end 14 for the week. So Foster Moreau becomes interesting. And then, um, uh, you know, Matt Collins. You know, I, I've talked about Matt Collins. I love Matt Collins. Can we put Matt Collins in the Panthers-Falcons game? Because I feel like that's kind of his, that's his zone. That's where he really cooks. Well, you think about week, the week three game for the Raiders when Hunter Renfro did not play. Eight for 158 yeah. and a touchdown. That, that was his best game. He's had three different games where he's gotten eight or more targets so far this year. He's averaging 18.3 fantasy points per game. In those games, he's had over 12 fantasy points in two of the last three. And so with no Hunter Renfro or Darren Waller, you know, and Josh Jacobs seems to have slowed down a little bit. I think Matt Collins is, you know, kind of a, uh, is a high upside wide receiver four. Again, it'd have to be a pretty deep league, you know, and you have to be either, you know, bye week hurt or, you know, it's a 12-team, three-wide receiver league and you've got a couple guys on bye and you're looking for somebody. So, I mean, don't go crazy, but I do think Matt Collins has some viable fantasy value. 
I think the main thing is that the real estate on the island of Foster Moor Road just got a little bit pricier. Sure. I think that he will be the guy who benefits most from this. And the thing is, is that when you think about the Raiders overall, like Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro weren't doing anything no. anyway. And a lot of their upside came from those guys getting right. And so that hurts. But I do think that there should be enough here for Foster Moor Road to provide some value as a, yeah. I mean, you, you feel fine starting Foster Moor Road. Looking over at the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, a full participant in Thursday's practice. He's expected to play Sunday. Jay, do you, and he is practicing and, and, today. Yes. Jay, do you think that Taylor can – this can be the beginning of a little bit of a redemption tour. Obviously, we're very sorry that that's who they drafted, number one overall. But can he get his season back on track? I think he can just because of the talent. Again, coming off, it feels like years and years ago, but he's coming off one of the greatest running back seasons of all time behind basically the same bad offensive line. So I do think there is upside. I do think Jeff Saturday, for whatever is going to happen, he creates variance at least, and it's different. And also, I don't think they're going to let Sam Ellinger drop back 40 yeah. times. So Taylor has a path. I would say the rest of the way that I would project him to be in the Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders type of range. So not in the in the Saquon, Derrick Henry type of range. But, you know, as an RB 12, 13, they're going forward. But certainly some upside for Taylor. I've been running back 13 this week. You know, one of the issues that the Colts have had this year is their offensive line. Yeah. And so... Jeff Saturday comes in, no coaching experience at the college or NFL level, but this guy was an all-pro center. This guy was one of the best offensive linemen in football while he played. He was, he's, you know, uh, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Like, he, he was center for a number of great quarterbacks who speak very, very highly of him. Uh, you know, Peyton won in uh, Peyton's, like, last snap on, on the Colts. Like, when he was getting his number retired, he went on the field and had Saturday snap him the ball. So if there's something that we would think that Jeff Saturday will address in his, you know, first stint as a coach at any level is like, hey, one thing I know is how to freaking block. And mm-hmm. so maybe he, uh, he, he helps the, uh, the run game here a little bit and get them into it. Uh, you know, Las Vegas, it, it is worth noting, is a bottom 12 run defense over the last four weeks. So it is something that you can, uh, you can run on. They give the six most rush attempts. So hopefully Jonathan Taylor, I think if he's active, and it sounds like he is, he's going to he start him. He's my running back 13. Worth noting, Deion Jackson has not practiced yet this week. Jeff Saturday, 150 to 1 to win Coach of the Year. There we go. MGM. Actually, don't hate it. Just because what if they turn it around and win the uh, AFC South? Everyone loves Jeff Saturday as well. People yes. in the media are voting on this award. Everyone loves He's got a 100% approval rating as a man. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gives yeah. Gives great press conferences and speeches. I don't know, 150 to 1. He's that guy. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, as someone who knows him in person, he is a friend. Like, he's, he's not, he's not oh, a Chris he's Hemsworth. Yeah, he's Chris Hemsworth yeah. or no, a little no, no, beyond. No, I mean, no Chris one's, Saturday? No one's yeah. closer than me and Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> but, no, Jeff Saturday is, um, uh, no, I mean, like, I obviously worked with him for a number of years at yeah. ESPN. And he, he did my show a number of times. And uh, in terms of, where we watch the Sunday games, it's a weird thing, but there's actually sort of assigned seating. It's a whole thing. But um, uh, one but, day I want to hear more about that. But yeah. it's just it's just because because you have random you have random producers coming in and out and everything like that. So it's just sort of knowing where you know. Anyway, whatever. Um, uh, you sit in sort of the same spot every week. But the point is, is that for one year. My assigned seat and Jeff Saturday's assigned seat were next to each other, so I sat next to him. He so didn't always come. Forced friendship. Yeah. Forced friendship. Yeah. That's right, like us. Yeah, exactly like us. Like us. Like us. There you go. There you go. You're my Jeff Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Head well, coach for an NFL team. That's <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, anything's possible. <laughs> One more running back on the men. Kyron Williams could return in Week Ten against the Cardinals. Barry, do you expect him to be the lead running back for this Rams backfield? And honestly, does that matter this season? 
It potentially could. Okay. You know, as as uh, Hall of Fame high schooler Jay Croucher says <laughs> yes. all the time, like it, at least it, it's change, right? It's like the, we know what we know what the known is, and the known is any good. But this is unknown. Kyron Williams. I can tell you these are the things I do know. I do know that the Rams absolutely love him, and they're excited to get him back, um, and they're very excited about him. And I also know that Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers and Ronnie Rivers and Malcolm Brown have done nothing. So the, they're looking for some sort of spark in this position. So he'll get opportunity. And that's in fantasy, that's half the battle. Just can your player get the opportunity to produce fantasy points? I'm not starting him this week against Arizona, but I'm certainly rostering him and picking him up wherever I can because there's a chance. And I can't tell you if it's a 10% chance or a 90% chance, but there is a chance um, that he, wait for it, runs away with a job. There you go. Yeah, I think you touched on it. The thing with Kyron Williams is that he's just a different human being to the other human beings who have been bad. And so there's the chance that he'll be good. I think it's probably a no-hope situation because of the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, But I do think that he has a prayer. I think for me, the one area where he can help is we know they're bad, the Rams. They're going to have to throw the ball because of game script. He's good at catching the ball and pass blocking. So maybe it's not the prettiest fantasy points, but in PPR, I think he has a chance to contribute. There's, uh, there's no question about that. Hey, um, so we're up against the break, and uh, so when we come back, we got uh, a lot more. Uh, Pat Crane's going to join us, our buddy from Roto-World. Um, but just I want to take a moment here as we're talking about buddies from Roto-World. Um, really tough day for us here at NBC Sports, okay? Um, as you may have seen uh, on social media or in the news, a bunch of layoffs uh, hit, hit uh, Comcast and NBC, and specifically NBC Sports, Roto-World. And um, it sucks. I, there's, there's literally no good way to say it. It sucks. Like uh, our friends and colleagues that we love working with that have done good work, that have worked on this show, that have worked on my, my columns, on your content, on your content, lost their jobs, and that sucks. And I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge that, to thank them for their work, to tell them that we already miss them. Uh, to know, to say, hey, we wish you well. We know you guys will crush wherever it is you land and you will land on your feet. We know it's, um, it's an unfortunate part of corporate America these days. And I just, I don't know. There's, there's nothing good. Words are inadequate here. But I just, I just want to acknowledge that it is a tough day for all of us here at NBC Sports and Roto World and NBC Sports Edge because we've lost, uh, we've lost a lot of friends and we've lost a lot of really talented colleagues. And... Um, it just, you know, it sucks. And so we miss you and thank you for everything. And, you know, we wish you the greatest amount of luck going forward, even though we don't think you'll need it because we know you guys will land on your feet. Well said, Barry, and obviously fully agree. Uh, and with that, we are going to go to break. And when we are back, we'll do a little fantasy rich and fantasy poor. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms. 
then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. When the lights are on, you got to show out. I don't care how much we get down. We're always in it. That's what we do. Let them know, Nico. Let them know, Nico. She's getting to where we at. That was Travis Kelsey hyped after a win, and that is what they do. The Chiefs are never out of it. All right, let's get into some fantasy rich, fantasy poor, because we are going to start with the Chiefs. But... If you've noticed, behind me, <laughs> we have yes. a bartender. Terrifying when unaddressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Corain from Roto World joins us. Pat, how are we doing up there? I'm doing good. How are you guys it's doing? It's good to you have a bartender. Yeah, you're, you're like Woody from Cheers now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. Yes. You know, we, need, you, we should have gotten him props to get him like a, you know, like a bar, like, you know, like, you know, a towel? The, yeah, a towel. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly like that. You know. We'll work on that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we have it's a budget for that? Yeah, we got yeah. a towel. All right, good. I love Find it. Find that. Find that one. Yeah, exactly. We'll just we'll go to a hotel and steal one. Um, all right. So uh, <laughs> I think we can afford that. <laughs> I, I don't know that You're we can. You're in for the drill. Honestly, oh, I'm not sure that we Jesus. can. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. All right. Listen. Uh, all right. So anyway, Pat Crane uh, does the rundown every single week for RotorWorld.com. It's a great article. Gets you all everything you need to know about pretty much every game and player that's happening in week number ten. Highly recommended. Be sure to uh, be sure to read it as well. Um, and we we and Pat joins us here at the happy hour at the bar. Our very own Woody. All right. All right. Hey, you go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. No, no, that was great. No, was I, pre- I appreciate Thanks. that. Yeah. Give me a breather. Well done. All right. We're gonna as we ended off the top, we're gonna start with the Chiefs. Jacksonville traveling to Kansas City. The Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites in this game. The over under always a good sign for fantasy rich when it's set near fifty. This one is at fifty and a half. Pat. Why is this a fantasy-rich environment? Yeah, this is the highest totaled game of the week, and for good reason. This is kind of like a shot of espresso with a shot of tequila. You know, this, this game's Espresso martini, be- baby. Yeah, that's right, fire it up. Yeah. So, when we look at this game, you look at the Chiefs. They're super pass-heavy. They are the most pass-heavy team in the league relative to game script. The lowest they've gone this season is an 11% pass rate over expected. That is what the Bills are averaging. So the Chiefs' floor is like an average Bills game in terms of pass heaviness. It's not just passing volume that we can expect here. It's efficiency. This Jaguars defense ranks 27th in coverage grade. And they've had an easy schedule. And they've gotten kind of lucky going against Jalen Hurts in the wind and the rain, going against Justin Herbert when he was really banged up with the ribs injury. I think this defense could get really exposed here by Patrick Mahomes. On the other side, Trevor Lawrence coming off one of his best games of the season. You also have an explosive rushing element with Travis Etienne, which should help keep this game high scoring. And I think that the Jaguars could ultimately lean into this shootout script with Trevor Lawrence playing a little bit better over the last couple weeks. Barry, let's start with the flex players for Kansas City. Mecole Hardman is on a bit of a tear right now, which is hard to digest. Maybe a little bit of luck, maybe not that case. And Jerick McKinnon, of course, as well. Hearing that kind of rich environment for them, how do you evaluate the boost that they get as flex guys? 
Now, Miko Hardman's been banged up, and he's, he hasn't practiced this week. So let's see what happens today. So I want to put a pin in Miko Hardman. I will say, however, Jarek McKinnon had a 62% snap rate last week. He's led this backfield in snaps in four straight weeks as well. And you think about the matchup against the Jaguars, who allow the second most receptions to opposing running backs this year. Uh, think about Jarek McKinnon, who had six targets last week. I do think, again, if you're running back desperate, He's my running back 35, so let's not get crazy. But again, as you're, you're thinking about a cheap DFS play, if you want to punt the position there or um, you know, you're looking for some upside in a PPR format like your D- a 12-team or deeper league, I think McKinnon uh, is kind of an interesting play this week. Jay, sounds like pass-happy script on both sides of the ball. We know the Chiefs are going to throw no matter what, but Jacksonville, especially if they're playing from behind, Travis Etienne and Christian Kirk, they're starting in your lineup. We're not worried about that, but... Trevor Lawrence and maybe even Evan Ingram, guys that are streamers or flex options, if they are playing from behind, how does that impact their performances? Yeah. Well, firstly, good start from Pat up there behind the bar. Better bartender for mine than Tom Cruise in Cocktail, who I don't think poured a single drink <laughs> in that movie. It was just flipping things the entire He's got time. Better moves I never than understood. Me. Yeah, no. very strange movie. Very yeah. bad movie, actually, yeah. despite the presence of my fellow Australian, Brian Brown, if you're watching Brian. Trevor from, Lawrence. From he turns out to be the bad guy, right? Yeah, it gets real dark. It's it gets really, really dark. Weird. It's a weird movie. You're like, oh, this is be fun and games in the bar. It's yes, Tom Cruise picking it, up girls. And then, nope, it turns out yeah, there's bad stuff there's going on. There's death. There's family stuff. Yeah. Also, like, they spend the entire time, like, flipping bottles at bars. And, like, everyone at the bar is just fine with that. No one's getting a drink. That entire <laughs> film is no. the stupidest thing ever. It's, it's, anyway. It's awful. Right, yeah. And he's just like, Key Lago. <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I get a drink? Yeah, Tom? Just, uh, Tom? Tom? Like, exactly. yeah. yeah, the whole thing is um, yeah, the whole thing's awful. Anyway. I don't mind ruining that one because we're saving you two hours. Exactly. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been better than that film uh, of late, certainly in the second half against the Raiders where he kind of saved their season. I think the most interesting thing about Lawrence, and this is kind of a macro thing where he's been so bad in the red zone all year. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah. He's been pretty good up until he gets Yeah, between the, the 20s, 20s yeah. he's fine. Yeah, yeah he's great. He's, yeah. To your point, he's the he Kirk, Cousins. The Kirk Cousins. He's the new Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, he's but, the Australian Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, Lawrence. Right. Yeah, he does have a kind of Australian surfer kind of haircut going on. And look, there's statistically nothing says that quarterbacks should get worse in the red zone relative to the rest of the field. That just that, that hasn't borne out over the course of NFL history. So I think that Lawrence should get right, should be more touchdowns. Again, nine-and-a-half-point dogs, so they should be throwing. And then they're going to be throwing to Evan Ingram, who uh, before last week had had six targets in four straight games. So I think you're fine starting both of those guys. I'm Ingram at tight end 13. I agree with you there. Lawrence, I absolutely love this week. He's my QB9. We talked about him yesterday on the Love Hate Show, Connor. The fact of the matter is, is that uh, prior to the game last week when the Chiefs faced Malik Willis, Every single game prior to the Malik Willis game, they've given up multiple passing touchdowns the Chiefs had. And obviously, you can't give up multiple passing touchdowns if they never pass. So, you know, I'm not counting the Malik Willis game against them. So I do think, to your point and to Pat's point, in a game in which we expect the Jaguars to be trailing and a lot of points to be scored, Lawrence makes a very good stream or, or, you know, he's a viable uh, QB1. The only thing I will say about the red zone thing is just talking, you know, I've worked with a lot of former quarterbacks. This is something I've talked about with Chris Sims here, which is just when you get into the red zone, it's just you don't have as much room it's just it's much more it's just much more condensed and so it's a different kind of plays that you have to call because you just don't have as much room to operate that would be my thought i would think it should be a skill that you should be different in the red zone to the rest of the field but it hasn't really borne out statistically like you're just good and it's slight you know 
gradations, but that might be something to watch with Lawrence. And also, it's about his personnel as well that he's throwing to. Absolutely. There, there and, is that. And he's a young quarterback that'll learn to let a play die. It felt like he just yes. wouldn't let a play die as soon as they exactly. get into the red. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, know who you else go. hasn't learned that? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> still got time. It's still got, Almost it's still, 40. It's still, um, it's still, got, still got time. He actually listen. He completed a lot. People are like, oh, he's terrible in the red zone. He completed a lot of passes in yes, the red zone. Yes. They went to hands. Just, yeah, just, just, just to right, just just to the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, like, you know, if we're gonna nitpick on what color the jersey is, the fact of the matter is, is he completed passes in the red zone, in the end zone. In the end zone, Aaron Rodgers did. Good job by you, Aaron. Our next fantasy. 150 million doesn't buy what it used to. No. Jay? No. 250 million doesn't either. No. If, uh, Denver is anything to go by. Apparently not. That's right. You know, everyone wants to bag on the commanders, but we're getting crappy quarterback play for league minimum with <laughs> yeah, Taylor exactly. Heineke. Yeah. So, thank who's laughing now, yeah. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. There you go. There's not that much difference between Taylor Heineke and Russell Wilson at the moment. There isn't. You know, no, just, just one bad Subway sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Pat, we haven't forgotten about you back there. Yeah, I don't want you <laughs> in the Tom Cruise mold of apparently yeah. just flipping bottles yeah. and not if doing anything. I would see that movie. But yeah, the liquor is Pat, real look. up here. So, oh, no, yeah. the liquor is real <laughs> up there, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you could learn to flip, that would be great. <laughs> so we'll go right to our next fantasy-rich environment. The Browns, three-and-a-half-point underdogs traveling to Miami, the over-under, set at 49-and-a-half, a very similar total to the Jaguars-Chiefs. Obviously, the Dolphins, we know they can throw the ball, but the Browns in this as well, making it a fantasy-rich environment. Yeah, the Browns side of this is interesting because they have a really, really good running game. They're going up against a Dolphins run game that's pretty good, but is susceptible to the long play. We saw that last week with Justin Fields, and we have an explosive running back in Nick Chubb being susceptible to long runs. Pretty bad weakness to have if Nick Chubb is on tap. So I think that could help speed the game up. The Browns should be pretty successful. On the Dolphins' side, the goal of this whole offense is to get the ball to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell in the middle of the field, downfield, to Otago Veloa. He leads the NFL in attempts in the middle of the field, traveling at least 10 yards. He leads the NFL in completions on those throws as well. He's missed two games and yet still leads the league. That's what this offense is designed to do. But in order for that plan to work, they need to be able to protect Tua. 89% of those attempts have come from a clean pocket. I think what the Dolphins have here that's an advantage is that they now have this running game working with Jeff Wilson, and they're going against a Browns defense that is terrible against the run. So they should be a little less predictable and be able to keep the Browns defense on their heels, continuing this really concentrated passing attack. I think this is kind of like a, a strong whiskey cocktail. You know, it's, it's very concentrated but powerful. <laughs> Oh, he's, he's coming he's hot. He's, he's coming hot. So he's really owned the bartender role. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> you know goodness. what? Say what about Pat Crane, but he is <laughs> what he, is le- about he is leaned into Well, I know you guys, but I like I like Pat, but, you know. Yeah, it is. Uh, true. But yeah, I'm just does. saying, like, listen, we can. America, you guys can say what you want about Pat Crane, but he has leaned into this. Absolutely. You, you have embraced the bit, and I appreciate that. Well done. Uh, well done. By the way, speaking of bartending and, and nightclubbing and everything like that, yes. I'm just curious. If you, I'm just hypothetical. If you spent most of your year in Cleveland, sure, and then you got a weekend in Miami, you you back at your hotel at eight o'clock to just study the playbook on Saturday night. Oh man, that's a tough one. Tough one. Yeah, I'm well, not it can me. only help. Well, I'm it's not been, me. I'm it's just been saying. a thing in the NBA forever that yeah. yeah if you're playing the heat on a sunday morning right yeah you're in trouble you, you, no yeah you bet the heat <laughs> yeah, right exactly yeah, the heat. there's it's it, there's a couple of cities like that by the way it's like it's la it's yeah. miami it's atlanta yeah. you know like yeah, yeah. When, especially if it's a back-to-back yeah. yeah 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 exactly yeah. Well, yeah those are like the easiest bets in the world yeah. anyway anyway uh, okay 
So Dolphins backfield sure. is where I, I want to start okay. because I, I want to talk about your rankings and how you break down Mostert, Jeff Wilson. Mm. Obviously, Wilson looked really good for them, sure. but must start, has been reliable throughout the year. So how do you handle that situation with Miami? Well, listen, I first thing I do is, okay, which one has been on the podcast? Okay, that's the one that gets <laughs> that's, ranked that's higher. That's smart, yeah. I mean, you know, it's science. So, uh, look, I have Raheem Mostert at 23. I have Jeff Wilson at 25. The, the fact of the matter is, is that, yes, uh, the positives of Wilson, he's out-touched Mostert 12-10 to 10 in his first game. He led the backfield in both snaps and target share. He scored the, uh, you know, he scored the touchdown in the past. I don't know how sustainable that is as well. I think they're both going to be there. I gave Mostert the, the slight edge, not only because he's been on the podcast, but because he's been there longer. And it feels like that uh, he, I, despite last week, I still feel like Mostert has the better chance at a touchdown. Obviously, it's slight 23 to 20, uh, 25 as well. It's worth noting the Browns allow the fourth most fantasy points to opposing running backs so far this year, and they're tied for the third most rushing touchdowns allowed to opposing running backs. I do think most start, must start, Raheem the Dream. Uh, I think he gets into the end zone in this one. Real quick, any streaming interest with Mike Gusecki, who's just no. yeah, wildly up and down? But it's, so when Dar- Durham Smythe is active, and he's practiced this week, we expect him to be active, he's averaging 5.6 fantasy points per game, right? He's had one game with a target share above 12% when Durham Smythe is active. So, no. I like it. I have no interest. He's my tight end 20. Perfect. Jay, on the other side of the ball, Cleveland. Taking a Pasadena. Nick Chubb expected to absolutely explode in this game. But when you look at Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones, Miami's defense has been bad. We're not saying Cleveland's a powerhouse throw team, but this seems like an opportunity that at least one of those guys should get a little bit of a boost here. Yeah, the Amari Cooper thing on the road is just so strange. I don't understand it. As someone who, yeah, when I was you know setting lines, I would try and take out that kind of stuff because it's just like, why is he so much yeah. worse on the road? It doesn't really make sense. It's why I never really maybe buy into the places like Miami. Maybe it's places like Let's Miami. Yeah, Might gets be. Off I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about Amari Cooper. I don't know anything about like it's what kind of what, what what kind of person he is. I will say that though. Um, no, and I'm, but like, I want to take Amari Cooper out of it for a second because this is not fair to him. I want to just say in general. NFL players are like people, right? Mm. And if you just think about your own personal life, right? There are people in your life that are party animals. And there are people in your life that are really, you know, studious and and all in between. And so there are NFL players out there that are, you know, that don't take the job super seriously and, you know, go out and party. And some are talented enough to get away with it and some aren't. And then then there are also people that, there are players that take it really serious, that understand it's a job and they hey, you know, I may not have as much ability as the next guy, but I'm going to outwork him. And, and so it's like all those kind of things. So, again, I don't want to cast that aspersion because I have no idea on Amari Cooper. What I will tell you is the numbers say is that not only is he bad on the road this year, he's bad on the road for his career. His career numbers on the road, whether it's away from the Raiders, whether it's away from the Cowboys, whether it's away from the Browns, he has been better at home than he has been on the road for his career. Yeah. And, and so that's a large enough sample size that you're just like, there's something there. I don't know what it is. Yep. I can't explain it, but there's something there. And then you add to the fact that um, since week five, the Dolphins allow the eighth fewest yards per game to perimeter-wide receivers. We expect Xavier Howard to be mostly a shadow on this one. I think you're still starting Amari Cooper. He's been so good, and, you know, you're, you're missing T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and, uh, you know, and, and other guys, you know, Garrett Wilson this week, right, and and Jacoby Myers and uh, what have you, and Keenan Allen's hurt. So you may need a wide receiver. I, I don't know that you have the luxury of benching 
uh, Amari Cooper. I'm just saying I would lower expectations. What's the line on him? What's his receiving line on BetMGM? Because I'll uh, take the I'm under. Sure. It's going to be in the 60s, though. I would, I would take the under. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think you know, you're 100% right. I do think that, look, home field advantage is the thing. It's harder for everyone to play yeah. on the road theoretically, and probably the things that make it harder are just more pronounced with Amari Cooper for some reason, playing in foreign environs, playing with travel, with you know, different sleeping arrangements. All sure. that stuff matters. It matters. Quickly on DPJ. Yeah. Apparently, by the way, Amari Co- the over on Amari Cooper apparently is heavily bet, is what I'm being told in my ear. It's like one of the most popular bets for that game. So okay. even, more, even more reason Matthew to Matthew Barry the versus America. <laughs> That's right. Quickly, the public. Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's had at least four receptions each of the last five weeks. That's all he needs to produce because he can play. get the deep ball. The touchdowns will come for him. Just quickly, last thing on that game, Tua Tagovailoa has been the best quarterback in the NFL so far this year. He's lapping the field in EPA per play, DVOA, first-ranked quarterback in PFF grade. I think people need to kind of switch on to the fact that it's not just Tyreek Hill. Tua Tagovailoa is very good, and this Dolphins team is very good too. Just to, to that point, though, by the way, uh, Dolphins are favored in this game. Sure. And so Cleveland, in their last four losses, Jacoby Brissett averaging over 35 pass attempts a game. Dolphins give up uh, touchdown passes at the seventh highest rate. I do think Jacoby Brissett is a viable streamer this week. Yep. All right, our fantasy poor matchup for Week 10. The Cowboys, four-and-a-half-point favorites going to Green Bay. Sounds kind of crazy if you yes. said that in August, but things change. Pat, the over-under in this game set at a low bar of 43 Tell me everything that scares you with this one for offensive output. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers couldn't get things going against the Lions last week, you know, as Matthew's pointing out, uh, throwing to the wrong team. He now gets a very difficult Cowboys team led by this extremely formidable pass rush. They rank first in PFF's pass rush grades, first in quick pressure rate. Rodgers is now the least efficient quarterback in the NFC North. It's been a really rough season for him. I think we're looking at another painful day for the Packers offense. Then on the Cowboys side, I'm actually not that confident that we're going to see efficient passing offense from the Cowboys either. Dak Prescott has been really good in his last two games since returning from injury, but he's gotten the Lions defense and the Bears defense. He now gets a much stronger Packers defense that ranks 11th in efficiency allowed per dropback, 10th in dropback success rate. I think we could see the Cowboys go pretty conservative here because the way you beat the Packers is through the run game. But we have Ezekiel Elliott coming back here, split backfield. If this was all Tony Pollard, I might be excited about an explosive rushing attack. It's harder to be excited with Zeke back. This game's kind of looking like a warm beer. Oh, God. Good finish. Goodbye. Well done. That's good. uh, Despite all the Packers' issues this year, Jay, their secondary is really good. Jair Alexander is one of the best corners in the NFL. So when you look at someone like Alan Lazard, and, of course, how that impacts Aaron Rodgers in this game, does that scare you at all? For Lazard, who might be more of a flex player, but Rodgers, people are figuring out, do we even start him anymore? Yeah, I guess Trayvon Diggs gets the Alan Lazard assignment, but Lazard has been sneakily a top twenty wide Diggs receiver. Gyre. Yeah, yeah, Jair Alexander. Yeah. Maybe Brain mush right there. now. Uh, I think that look, I'm I'm just out on Aaron Rodgers completely. He doesn't have a single game this season of two hundred and sixty yards and two passing touchdowns. He had eight last year, so he's not coming back at this point with just the lack of receiving talent. Offensive line, Bakhtiari's been better uh, when he's not trying to catch passes in the end zone. Uh, so I do think there is some upside with the O-line. But, yeah, I don't want any part of Aaron Rodgers. Lazard is startable as a top-20 guy, even with Trayvon Diggs on him. And I don't want anything to do, really, with A.J. Dillon or certainly Christian Watson. Yeah, I mean, I think if Aaron Jones is active, you're starting him. But in terms of, to your point about Lazard, 
He's had five straight games with a target share of 20% or better. He's scored in five of the seven games they've had this year when they're getting close and Rodgers isn't throwing to the other team. He does look for Alan Lazard. No Romeo Dobbs in this game. No Randall Cobb in this game. Aaron Jones may not be 100% if he is active. And so I do think in a game in which, to your point, uh, they're almost a touchdown underdog, the Packers are, and we expect them to have to throw to keep up. Uh, Lazard is not only a top 20 play for me this week, but actually made the love list um, uh, in this one. Uh, You mentioned, you know, Rodgers shouldn't be started. I don't sure Rodgers should be rostered. No. I, I mean, like if you, unless it's in a in a one quarterback league, rosters Rodgers should not be on a roster. You shouldn't be wasting a, a roster spot. If to Pat's point, if you can't do it against Detroit or Washington, when is it hey, going to happen? Come on, hey. that's, fair. that's fair. That's above. Hey. That's above the belt. That's you. You take that back, Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> Kangaroo Jack. Like I'm just one of our true commander, superheroes. My, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, Kangaroo Jack is a is a someone tweeted that out at me. Not sure, I saw a, it. not sure he's a superhero, but he's, 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 he's a character. As he, he's as close as here it is. A cult hero. Here it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, the inevitable. At, uh, <laughs> T.W. Tanner here. Um, yeah, uh, Australian superhero. It's Kangaroo Jack. This is an actual movie that was made. It was. Oh, yes. It's, and, it's great. Oh, it's, a, uh, great it's, a, great to, great to very it's strong It's a great movie. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it for it's you. It's a movie. Just, it's I, a movie. It's a movie. I don't want to ruin anything for you. I'm no, I'm no Jay Croucher. I will That's just tell is. you, Kangaroo Jack saves the day. I just want you to know, it's a, it has a happy ending. And Kang, yeah. yeah. And Kangaroo Jack saves the mother freaking day. <laughs> Because um, he's an Australian super, he's the closest thing. He has, he, he's a kangaroo with superpowers. Yeah, that's basically we an Australian play superhero. Wolverine. We don't get Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Can't he's Canadian that? in the in in canon in the MCU canon. Didn't he's you Canadian. Paul Rudd Canadian yesterday. I he's think from he, New Jersey. That's close. <laughs> in that, it's close enough. It's not. It's, it's, it's close enough. It's different. Lost it. It's close lost enough. It. I was hoping no one would catch that. <laughs> I, um, anyway, uh, listen. We don't have a fact checker on the show. It is what it is. Uh, real quickly, while we we're all talking. Just uh, two pieces of news that came in uh, as we were talking about that Browns-Dolphins game. David Njoku has been ruled out for that game. So another game for Harrison Bryant. Maybe a slightly downgrade, Jacoby Brissett, but probably better for Amari Cooper because we do think they'll be running and they'll have to be uh, throwing quite a bit. And Steve Wilkes comes out and says, P.J. Walker continues Mm. as the starter. He will start for the Carolina Panthers. He will keep pounding in Week 11. Uh, P.J. to D.J. has another shot at redemption. Reminder, coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern on the NFL on NBC YouTube channel, Pat Corain and Kyle Dvorak are taking your DFS questions. That is him, taking your DFS questions for Week 10. Join the conversation at the top of the hour. Also, if you want... He'll also answer any drink questions. Flappy or espresso martini. Ask him him how to make specialty drinks. Yes. I want a lot of drink questions. Any questions on the film cocktail? He's got you covered. Fantasy football branded happy hour towel (laughs) next time, courtesy of Matthew Berry. Uh, Also, if you want more in from a hotel, if you want more in depth fantasy. Hotel with like those paste on letters, like (laughs) stickers that you get. Like, yeah. If you want more in-depth uh, fantasy analysis of every game this weekend, make sure to check out Pat Corain's The Walkthrough on NBCSportsEdge.com and RotoWorld.com. More detailed fantasy analysis, not a high bar to clear from this yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I mean, honestly, like, we if, you're, if you're watching or listening to this show and you like this, <laughs> just wait till you read Pat. <laughs> like, you'll, you'll be really excited. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Uh, I, f- I feel very on the same page, um, and it's it's nice not to, uh, you know, I'm actually getting some of those reps, some of those today, uh, you know, but, but honestly, I, I get all those reps because I stand right behind Josh, and I watch where he's throwing the ball, and, and those guys' body language coming in and out of breaks, so uh, I've gotten a lot of those reps with my eyes, you know, the feel and, and visualization, so I've gotten a lot of those reps uh, before, and, uh, you know, it's just putting them into place. What's on tap? That was Case Keenum, guys. That's what I do when I'm not on the show with you. you I visualize the reps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Visualize nice. the transitions, yeah. Yeah. the raids. Yeah, that's how <laughs> I nailed that. Right. What's you're, on tap? You're not <laughs> right. It's well done. You're one of those guys that's in the hotel room studying the playbook. You're not out. No. You're not out no, getting no, bottles no. Miami? at 2 a.m. Never heard of it. Yeah. Call nope. Exactly. No. no. Yeah. You walk in to live. They don't know who you are. <laughs> they would not at all. That's actually a fact. <laughs> right. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So right. I'll go with you. Right. right. Next that's, time. that's a good point. Right. <laughs> wait. Wait. They're like, oh wait, you're the guy that's always at the back of the line. <laughs> Just waiting yeah. to get in. Matthew's okay. at the front of the line with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Him and Chris Hemsworth. That, yeah. That's why I mean. That's why I mean. And Jeff Saturday. Yeah. Jeff Saturday. Yes. That's the trio that goes to live. Those are my buddies. All right, let's get into the Bills offense. Josh Allen has not. Josh Allen has not practiced this week. I'll be totally Um. happy to be Bosh. I totally. By the way, you know, Bosh still gets like whatever. Yeah, yeah, a lot of money, like twice a year. So yeah, it's my fault. I'd be be happy. I'm very happy, Brian. All right, let's go. We're we're behind. Yes, yes, we absolutely are. The Bills. Uh, Josh Allen has not practiced this week. They are being very coy with this injury. I think it's almost safe to say, as this line trends the other way, it'll be the Case Keenum show. If that's the Although, case. Although, we should just mention this is something Jay brought up on the, on the pre-show call, which I totally agree with. It's just worth noting that for everyone that's sitting here going, hey, you know, the line keeps trending down. We don't think Josh – this is what happened with Justin Herbert in the Jacksonville game yep. when he hurt his ribs. The line kept trending down. And we're like, well, Vegas doesn't think he's playing, and then he played. Now, he wasn't any good, and the Jaguars killed him. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is – the fact of the matter is, so, is he so did the back play. Right. So uh, I am starting. I will say this. Regardless of whether it's Case Keenum or Josh Allen under center, uh, a, a you know limited Josh Allen under center, 
I'm still starting Gabe Davis, right? My wide receiver, 29. I've said this before. He is one of those guys that you just have to start, you know, you either always hit on 16 or you always stand, right? You know, and so Gabe Davis, he is East Coast Mike Williams. It's a nice matchup with the Vikings who allow the third most yards per game to opposing wide receivers this year. Case Keenum is fine as a quarterback. I'm starting Gabe Davis as well. Devin Singletary, I have not running back 21. Yeah, that's what I want to go and ask you, Jay. With, with Allen, assuming Allen's out or compromise Josh Allen, whatever you want to call it, does that benefit a guy like Devin Singletary? Does this team maybe finally try to run the football? Yeah, absolutely. And also, I think if it's Case Keenum as well, it'll be dumping the, the football checkdowns. off to yep. Devin Singletary. I like Devin Singletary's outlook, not just on Sunday, but the rest of the season. Every season, Josh Allen's passing yards go down. As it gets colder in Buffalo, they're going to run the ball more, and it probably starts this Sunday against Minnesota. All right, Steelers coming out of the bye week, and after they have traded uh, Chase Claypool, which Steelers pass catchers do you feel the best about coming out of this bye with Kenny Pickett? I mean, Deontay Johnson, just from a pure talent standpoint as well. I get it. It's been a disappointing season. He's the only wide receiver in the NFL with over 75 targets and zero touchdowns. At some point, there's got to be positive regression. We saw it, you know, last week with Joe Mixon in a different sort of kind of way. Look, he's a top nine in the NFL in terms of targets per game so far. He's had five or more catches in seven of eight games so far this year against the Saints. I'm at wide receiver 24. Like, he'll probably see some Lattimore, but I, you know... I, I prefer Pick Johnson to Pickens. I do think Pickens at wide receiver 35 is kind of interesting. He's had, in the five games where he's gotten six or more targets, he's had over 14 fantasy points with no Chase Claypool there. We'd expect him to get six targets here at least. Jay, a huge letdown year for Najee Harris yes, so far, yes, and sir. Jalen Warren kind of sneaking into this picture. But how much longer is the leash of keeping Najee in starting lineups in fantasy right now? I'd compare it to the leash that Matthew Berry has on his nights out with Jeff Saturday and Chris Hemsworth. If he's not delivering at Liv, yeah. the fellas, he's done. I think Najee Harris has probably got one, two more weeks. The murmurs are swirling that it's going to be the Jalen Warren show, potentially. I still think Najee is the guy for this week, but be hugely concerned if I'm a Najee Harris manager. I mean, you've been concerned all season, really, yeah. but now the bottom could really fall out, and I think they might want to have a look. At Jalen Warren. Warren needs to be rostered here real quickly. I like Fryermuth, especially without Chase Claypool there in the middle of you know, he's had a 19% target share, and that was with Claypool. Now with that Claypool, I believe he'll have a nice game on Sunday. All right, we're going one more break, and when we're back, it is last call. We're talking weekend winners. Be sure to check out our new Sunday show, Fantasy Football Pregame at 11 a.m. live on Peacock. It's a one-stop shop for your NFL fantasy and betting needs. Get your sit-start questions answered using the hashtag FFPregame. Last call, fellas. Weekend winners. I am going with the Seattle Seahawks pulling off the upset. Yes, they are underdogs against Tampa Bay, winning over the hearts of the German football fans. Nathaniel Hackett for me. Broncos win as underdogs in Tennessee with the rest. A lot of Tennessee injuries. Josh Palmer, top 20 uh, wide receiver with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams out. Listen, you you don't have to go home, but you can stay here. For Connor, Pat, and Jay, I'm Matthew. Peace out. We'll see you Sunday. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. 
for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.